Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Right here in Cincinnati. Welcome to glorious Cincinnati, Queen of Ohio's Alpine Ski Resorts. I come from C-I-N-C-I-N-N-A-T-I-Cincinnati, the best town in Ohio, USA. At first they called it Cincy, but since Cincy is so natty, they named it Cincinnati, so they say. Hey, the girls are pretty, pretty in this gritty little city. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight we're here to talk a little Reds baseball here as the offseason continues. First up, we have Branch. Branch, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, glad to be here. It's been a while. <laughs> good to have you back. And here's the thing, Polly. how you doing tonight? Hey, Coop, here's the thing. I'm living the dream. My butt's good. Can't drink any alcohol right now. We'll talk about it soon. Yeah. Uh, Polly had somebody look up his butt today. He also had a colonoscopy. Ryan is on with us tonight. How are you tonight? Well, I'm alive. Thank goodness. Uh, I am fully recovered from COVID. Uh, that bitch ain't going to get me down. Fortunately, I am driving from picking up a turkey so if you hear loud noises that's it i'm very sorry gobble gobble we also have jeremy back on making his triumphant return to the podcast how you doing tonight i don't even remember being picked up you what <laughs> oh yeah making noise huh? <laughs> right. awesome <laughs> <I'm>, thanks <laughs> that's a dynamite dynamite so we got a little bit of Reds news since the last time we uh, recorded a podcast. Trevor Bauer won a Cy Young. Hey, how about that? Um, and he's going to leave. But I'd still rather have Taylor Trammell. Uh, Real quickly, the fact that Danny Jackson didn't win <laughs> against humanity. Danny Jackson. Yeah, that was 1988. Yeah. I'm old. It's yes. cool. Yeah. But if you throw 59 and two thirds straight scoreless innings, you kind of win the Cy Young. So Shout out to Oral Versager, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, he was the first Cy Young Award winner in Reds history. I think the Cy Young started, what was it, in the 70s, I think? Late 60s, 70s? So, uh, had a couple second place finishers like Tom Seaver in 81 and Mario Soto, I think, was a second place finisher as well. But And Johnny Cueto, I think, was it 2013? Uh, but, yeah, so first Cy Young Award winner. 
and probably not going to resign. But hey, now we can talk about. Ring is your big argument here. The ring had a massive. Ring had a massive what? For one year. I have no idea what's going on right now. Okay. Well, Ryan had a pretty good season one year is what he's getting at. Oh, I couldn't. Uh, it's a Cy Young. I got you. Season. Yeah. Sorry, I turned the subtitles on, and that is just hilarious. If you turn the subtitles on when people talk, some of these baseball They're names. Hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, so now I think it's time that the Reds uh, start looking at replacing Trevor Bauer. And something interesting came out today. I think it was Mark Feinsand or Feinsand, however you say his name, from the, uh, what's it? He's from MLB.com. I thought he was from the like New York Post or something. But he's, he says that the Rays are open to trading Blake Snell. Blake Snell is a legitimate ace who is, uh, has won a Cy Young Award one. Uh, won a Cy Young, try that again, won a Cy Young Award. Um, and the Rays have expressed an interest in catching. So uh, let's start with uh, Ryan on this one. What are you giving up for Blake Snell, if at all possible? Now, granted, he is not like Francisco Lindor and would be a rental. He's got three years and $42 million left on his contract. So I want to push a little bit on the bona fide ace. Okay. Does he does he have ace stuff? He absolutely does. However, last year he Rays didn't really let him go past the fifth inning much. And I don't think that's all just knifey spoony analytical Kevin Cash doing Kevin Cash things in uh, the World Series. Um, he has a bit of a hard time getting through the third time of the order. Um, now, do I think that he's talented enough to? overcome that eventually yes he has done it before but it's starting to get to the point where people the film may be out there the scattering report may be out there um to where people are getting to him third time through um however he's a lefty starter big talent big arm hammer of a curveball um Shout out to Pitcher List because literally they named an entire concept of pitching after him, the Blake Snell Blueprint, which is curveballs early in the count, curveballs high, and finish people off with your slider and your and your fastball, um, which works very well for him. Now, as far as what I'd give up for him, I think right off the bat, I think you start off with uh, with Tucker Barnhart reason why I chose him over uh, Kirk Casale is, well, one, they've already got, they've already had Kirk Casale and let him go. So I don't know if they want him back, but let him go once. The Rays don't usually, aren't usually one of those teams that take people back. Plus, Barnhart is also a great guy to platoon with as well. Um, heavy side platoon, left-handed hitter. You just wanted a second goal glove. So I would start there because they want catching. Next up, um, I'd have them pick three out of your top seven prospects. 
and then go from there. Um, oh, is that all? Well, I'm. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Personally, personally, you know, we've we kind of chatted a little bit before Nixon Zell's name got brought up, like it always does. Um, for me, I don't see the Rays having any any use for Sinzel or much use for Sinzel uh, unless they move him back to third base. But that's a position he hasn't played for three years now. Four he's, years? Af- he's athletic enough to do it, though. He is. But, however, he hasn't played the position in, in three or four years. Not to mention, they've got to find a spot for Wander Franco, who's the number one prospect in all of baseball. He's been kind of tagged as somebody who might move to third base at the major league level. Um, but you could start with Sinzel. Uh, I would offer up Lodolo, uh, left-handed starter, similar. Not really. Well, he's not really similar to, to Snell. But, however, Lod- Snell would be filling in a role that Lodolo could eventually grow into. But, I, in my opinion, you could give up Lodolo in that aspect. Um, then after that, you could probably go with somebody like India or Tyler Callahan. Um, I don't think I would give up Reese Hines just yet, but that's probably about where I'd start. That seems like a lot. You want to, um, Jeremy, go ahead and jump in. Yeah, no, you want to go with Lodolo? That's that's your dude. Nick Lodolo, who in the latest MLB rankings is the Reds' number one prospect. Yeah, Ryan, you're okay with that? I yeah, I am. I'm I'm okay with it. You're getting you're getting Snell back, guy who's won his he's won a Cy Young. He's if. In any play, in any playoff, in any playoff series, he's your, he's your first, he's your number one starter. So yeah, I would give up Lodolo, and plus you're getting him for three years. You're not getting him for one. So. Yeah, absolutely. So Jerry, who would you give up? Uh, for Snell, you got to replace Bauer, and you have to have that number one stud. And I love India. We all know it. I throw him. He's a side piece at best because of that That said, do you throw Stevenson and roll with Oki? Oh, God, no. I wouldn't yeah, roll I with Oki. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going no. to punch you in the goddamn oh. fucking face. Oh, my God. I just <laughs> Did you just mention Chris motherfucking <laughs> Oki? On but God's you, podcast, what? I will fucking kill you. Oh man, the the uh, subtitles are starring those out. Number one, you you throw everything, kitchen sink and everything. It's the same as Lindor. You throw everything in the world. It's look, this is proven. These guys have proven it at the major league level, not Double A. Love y'all to death, but Double A is different. One of my favorite lines in the world is Jason Larue won a. Southern League batting title at 360. Fucker hit 360 in double A. He hit 223, probably ish, in his major league career. Prospects are prospects. You take the guy that has proven his ass at major league level. It's you do it and you throw every single prospect at him except Hunter Green. <laughs> Fair. I don't know. The old adage is there's no such thing as a pitching prospect. Brian Taylor. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm really glad we got the old guy on here so we can really think like it's 1997. I love it. Well, you were, and I was 
talking about prospects. So weird. All right, uh, Brant's jumping here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I pretty much uh, agree with what everything Ryan said on it. Um, I'm not going to give up Stevenson or Green. Those Stevenson's. I, I'm probably higher than anybody on Stevenson, but I also got a soft spot for catching. Uh, Tucker's worth more than most Red fans are giving him credit for. Um, I, the Sinzel thing, maybe. You know, I mean, is he going to be Senzel Goria? If they move him back to third base, probably not right away, but he could be. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm fine with India or any of the other prospects. What I want to watch out for with the Rays, if I'm the Reds front office, though, if the Rays come in and say, no, I don't want India, I want oh. Callahan. Yeah, and at that moment, you look to your scouts and go, "What the you hell?" Do, are they you do not because it. it's the race. Those guys are so valuable, and we are. Yeah, it's the race. Yeah, but yeah. but the Rays will take you to town. They will steal. They will steal gold out from under you if you let them. So yep. you got to be careful on on you thinking, "Oh, this is only our 15th frank frogs fest." The Rays might see him as your number one. The Rays they will, don't usually miss. The Rays will steal your pants and make you apologize for it. <laughs> Yes, they will. So that's the only thing that makes me nervous about playing with the Rays because they'll be like, "Oh, we won this, we won this." Then the next thing you know, you got three All Stars traded away. Yeah. Well, let's. Rays are the fantastic. Like they trade for somebody. Goes, oh, sorry. They just like I said, you trade any to the Rays, he becomes Evan Longoria. He hits thirty fucking home runs. It makes no sense. I get it. But suddenly something switches, and it's either coaching or. They're minor league. I don't know. They're so much better at it than we are, and everyone else basically. Next year, Cody Reed's going to have like 15 saves or something <laughs> stupid. Uh, <laughs> he's going to be their like main lefty thrower out. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I have a two. I have a two flat ERA with a fucking yeah. one five whip. Well, back you know to back to Branch's point, and speaking of being violated, here's the thing, Paulie. What uh, what would you give up? Do what? In a heartbeat, you said that they're going to want to catch him. In a heartbeat, I'm going to give up Tucker Barnhart. He's coming off another gold glove year. It's the opportunity to get rid of Tucker Barnhart. And you get rid of India because you have Callahan. You make sure you bundle a deal that benefits you, the Reds, but also benefits the race, you know, like you got him, you have to mask it, but you got to, you have to, you have to give him more than just Barnhart in India. You then have to go deep. So I'm going to go from Santani as well. And what he's like ranked like ninth or 10 right now. He, he's, he's not, he's far along, but you can get rid of a relief pitcher like that. I'm willing to give up a package like that plus another guy possibly in cash to get Blake Snell. Sorry, Jerry, I had to mute you because it sounded like you were dragging a body again. Um, for me, I don't want to give him up, but I would start with Sinzel along with Tucker and then possibly throw in someone like along the lines of a Tony Santion and make them say no to that first. Uh, and then if they press for more, uh, I would start talking about India or Siani Maybe even a line Richardson who has who was quietly put up some decent numbers in twenty nineteen before, you know, 
didn't get to a chance to pitch this I, year. I love Lion Richardson. He's my he's one of my favorites of the entire class. Um, the dude, the dude just he's got the swagger on the mound. I love I love the kid. Um, I expect huge things from him uh, with this new development team, but I wouldn't hesitate at all to uh, to give him up. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting back three years of Blake Snell, I mean, you got to give up something. It's not going to be just, you know, whatever used parts you don't want for a guy who's going to slot in at least at the worst number two behind Luis Castillo if you acquire him. I mean, if you you look at it from this standpoint, it's going to be – okay. If you look at it from a money standpoint, Blake Snell's going to cost you $14 million a year over the next three years. That's less um, than what Bauer costs. That's great. That, it's a lot less than what Bauer costs, and you're going to end up with really hot, you know, pretty close in there, you know, pretty close to $20 million a year work out of him. So, you know, you, if you look at it from a money point, you got to make up $6 million a year, and it isn't hard to do with the prospects that we've already mentioned. So, so the breakdown, I just looked it up, of Snell – Ten point five million in twenty twenty one, twelve point five million in twenty twenty two, and sixteen million in twenty twenty three. That is oh, a bargain. Give me that's that. a bargain. I give hate to say that. it, but this is a Yelich like bargain. It's well, it's close. It's not as I don't think it's, it's not it's years, not five but, years, so it's not as yeah. good. But it's a Yelich like bargain. Yeah, I'll, look, I'll, here's impact the on the team wise, you know. Here, here's here's the thing for me, and I've and I know I've said this quite a bit with. You know, everyone talking about trading for Lindor and things like that. Um, the Reds, the Reds have to identify their core, their their next core guys because as we as we've talked before, they're not far from having to start getting rid of some contracts. Either they're expiring, or guys aren't going to start. Guys aren't going to live up to it. So they've got to identify the guys that they want to keep, which is something that I don't think they've actually done. Because, you know, they traded away good prospects to get Puig and Wood. They traded away Taylor Trammell. They've kept Green, and it seems like Green's one that they want to make sure they hold on to. But they've got to find they've got to find guys. And for me, right now, you've got Green, you've got Lodolo, Stevenson, Garcia, Hendricks, Callahan, and Hines. Now, from that group, who is expendable? And in one India. India's the only one he's blocked. He has nowhere to play. He needs somewhere to play. In my opinion, I think you can start with him and a guy like a Lodolo who fills the same role as what Snell would do. I just think that that's, that's a great opening, an opening line with them. Well, and, and throwing Lodolo in there is going to make anybody in that trade go, okay, they're serious. You know, right, it, it, and that's, you're, you're and that's the thing too. joking like. around, yeah. Right. Let, let's exactly. um, well, and it may get the deal done. Why don't we transition yeah. into the Reds' prospects? When you're talking about the next core, uh, just a couple weeks ago, MLB put out their their newest top 30 prospect list, and for the Reds, Nick Lodolo moved up to number one with Hunter Green two, Austin Hendrick three, Tyler Stevenson four, India five, Garcia six, Siani seven, Callahan eight, Hines nine, and. Santion 10 and then you know if you really want to go down the rest of the list look it up um, I was a little surprised that Nick Lodolo overtook Hunter Green as the number one prospect I know that there was some really good reports 
out of uh, Presco Park that he because he was there for a little while. Um, I hate to mark anyone as untouchable because what it depends on what you get back. Like, like when the whole Christian Yelich thing came up a while back, I would have given up anybody for him, anybody in the system. I was very wrong about that because I said no because I didn't think the Reds were ready to do that, and I I'm a fucking idiot. Yes, I was you are. An idiot then, <laughs> and I learned and I learned I learned from my mistake. I won't lie. Yeah, you, yeah, you called me an idiot for saying I'd, I'd throw Green into that deal. I think Man, there's. I still, I still don't think I'd give up Green for Yelich. I really. I don't. would have. I, I would have. I really it don't think I'd give up Green for It is a tough one. I, I, well, at the time they were talking about Tremel, and I was like, yeah. oh, no, don't give it." But yeah. they ended up giving him up for Bauer, and I would have much rather had fucking Yelich. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah. Um. Now I don't think you give up anybody for Blake Snell, and with only one year of Francisco Lindor, I don't think you give up anybody for him. But if you were able to get a controllable star like the Reds had a chance with Christian Yelich, something like that, which I don't know if I don't know of anyone willing to trade anybody like that anymore. If you're willing to give up a a long term controllable star, there's no there's prospects or prospects at that point. And I think Jer said that where uh, you're gonna have to give up somebody if you're gonna expect a bonafide star coming back well honestly with well, snell well, now with snell for 14 for the next three get the farm you know what you got he's one of Young. he is that good look at his 2018 numbers they are ungodly good he'll I'll never take, do that again he'll never think? do that again i mean he'll no, even have to he'll come never he'll never He'll never do that again. He'll he will, honestly, he's gonna be a guy. He's gonna give you 180 to 195 to 200 innings. He's got he's gonna strike out over 200. Probably hey, 250. Hey, he's gonna get he's gonna give you a low to mid threes ERA. Pip oh, around yeah. three seven five four somewhere around there. Sheer morbid fucking curiosity, Ryan. What is that worth? Not oh, I haven't I haven't looked at the numbers. I, I mean, I haven't looked at like contract and, numbers, but it's it's well worth his contract. However, I'm not selling the entire farm as a certain MLB network graph tried to do with Lindor. Absolutely throw prospects really quickly because prospects are prospects. They don't pan out. It just doesn't happen. Not all the time, yeah. Yeah. Shot to Brandon Larson. Roughly. Well That's and like, I'll say I'll say this too. Team where the team is at also also goes into this as well. Like when Yelich was available, the Reds were what was that? Just just starting the rebuild or right right smack dab in the middle of it. It was I mean, the Sinzel hadn't even come up. They could have done so, it. And my they could, God. yes, they they could have done it. However, I will say this: part of the reason why I wasn't a big fan of trading for him at that time was not so much the prospects that were given up, but was because of the team. They were not ready organizationally to make that jump now right now yes they're more ready right now but well trade for him then sign has asked for 10 years then you figure it out because no, you I have would, I would but is he gonna sign 10 year contract is he gonna sign though that's the thing and well that's the other part is will he actually sign for eight to ten years probably not probably not 
I hey, mean, I'm yeah. gonna be real. I'm gonna be real honest, though, guys. I mean, the, the way today's baseball is, it's not about giving a pitcher a ten-year deal anymore. What it's about is you you get six and three quarters years. You completely destroy their arms, then you send them on their way to go get another deal somewhere else, and you bring the next guy up. That's the way baseball is done now. Look, the CC year rule with look, Milwaukee. Look at Ryan over there, Mister Six and Three Quarters. Uh, Paulie, why don't you jump in here and? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, you flatter uh, me, <laughs> Paulie. Jump in here and tell me: Is anybody untouchable? I, there's no one untouchable at this point. Lodolo is close to being untouchable. I think he's going. I think you guys think Hunter Green's it. You know, he's already. He's only. He's young and he's already had um, Tommy John surgery. So, in my honest opinion, Lodolo is untouchable because he's already. Proven in college that he can do this, that he can pitch at a high caliber. So, Lodolo is the only one, in my opinion. Um, the rest of them, they can trade them all. Senzel, part of that too. You can trade him as well. Yeah, I mean, I still, I still like Nick Senzel. Don't get me wrong; it's not like I would want to trade him, but I mean, he is a commodity that teams would go after. You're talking about five years of control left with him. Or is it four years, four or five years of control left with him? Branch, anybody untouchable? Uh, for me, it's Stevenson, but the team probably doesn't see it that way. I think if you're dealing Tucker Barnhart, then Stevenson moves more towards that untouchable side. Um, I know they, I know they love Tucker, and you know, I'm not saying anything bad about Tucker. Performance-wise, he is obviously a two-time gold glover. I wish he had a little bit more with the bat, but if you had a better lineup around him, you can hide that bat to an extent. And it's not like he's, you know, a wet noodle up there. He's, he can he can produce at times. He's a switch hitter, too. Didn't he right? switch just to left-handed batting last year? Yeah, just to yeah, yeah, he, he, he stopped. He stopped. Yeah. Yeah, um... But I know, I know what the Rays have said that they're looking for catching, and I don't know outside of JT Realmuto, who is a free agent, who are they going to get better at a cheaper rate because he's only making four million dollars a year. I mean, that's where you, you start should, thinking. You just send. Uh, they should send Chris. They should have picked Bo Bichette, Oki to the Rays. That's what they should do. <laughs> Fucking Chris Oki. <laughs> that was a stupid pick. God, that, was a dumb pick. that I mean, I hate him with passion, and I'm sure he's a great guy. But fuck Chris Oakey and fuck them for taking Chris Oakey over Boba Shett and yep. fucking Jonathan India over Jared Clinic. I'm angry. Yeah, those two hurt. Oh, looks like Jared had some problems. Looks like he just dropped. We'll see if we can get him back, but we'll move on to the we'll move on to the next topic here. Caleb Cotham, Reds assistant pitching coach, now the pitching coach of the Philadelphia Phillies. A lot of players have, along with Kyle Bodie and uh, Derek Johnson, cited Caleb Cotham as a reason for their pitching turnaround. Um, here's the thing, Paulie, how big of a loss is Caleb Cotham? Um, I've been thinking about a lot about this, and you guys are going to disagree with me. So here's the thing. 
I think he is just a people pleaser in the organization. Like a lot of people liked him. Okay, like he, he, his name got brought up because he was a nice guy, because he was a good guy. I think he just patted guys on the ass. He might be a well, good, very good coach. You know, don't get me wrong. He obviously got hired for you know a position like this, but. I don't think it's that big of a loss. Tom, we're getting that 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 members of the Red Staff are getting uh being uh, you know recruited. That's never a bad thing about your organization, you know. So he's a people pleaser, but what I mean by that is like he's done what he's been told to do. And I think he's been well groomed by Kyle Bodie, who's brought a lot of science, a lot of uh, different dynamics to the Reds pitching. DJ is a name that's been always been mentioned by all the pitchers. Like you know, got you know, got to owe to DJ, DJ, DJ. You know, I think Caleb's just a kind of a, a everybody's friend. You know, you like pass someone on the ass, like oh, good job. You know, obviously he got hired for a high position in a major league baseball team. He has to be good, but I think he's been welcomed by DJ and Kyle Bodie to to an extent to get to be. Able to be a, a caliber of a coach for a team. Yeah, Branch. Uh, what is your thoughts on Caleb Cotham and the loss to the Reds organization? Um, I I don't know how huge of a loss it is. I mean, it, it's hard to to quantify coaching, you know, especially pitching coaches because you know one of their favorite things to go up to the mound and say is, "Man, I need you to throw more strikes." Well, no shit, Sherlock. I just walked two guys. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. But I, I think that that uh, you know it's it, it's good that it's good that Reds have members of their pitching coaching staff getting recruited. That speaks a lot for for Kyle for Bodie and uh, for DJ. Um, you know, but it, it's a good thing, and if he's done some good and moves on to bigger and better things with Philly, then great. I'm I'm happy for him. You know, it's he, he's a guy that got a cup of coffee and looks like he gets to stay in baseball. Yeah, I mean, two two things for me. One, I'm happy for him, obviously. Um, Being the main pitching coach obviously probably pays a lot more than being an assistant pitching coach. And that's just one step higher up the ladder in terms of positions in an organization. So happy for him. But also, one positive you could take from it is that the Reds actually have people that people want to hire. It's, it's yeah, never okay. it's never really been that way before where no, people are picking at the <laughs> Reds coaching staff to fill out their coaching staff. That's really staff. funny you say that because Branch has said that exact same thing when we weren't recording just before. <laughs> yeah. That's really, really funny. But it, but it is true. I mean, same thing. And how old this club is, it's that you've never been – Oh, that great pitching juggernaut that is the Reds pitching coaches, pitching coaches. You know, and that's not we. I, I don't know what to do with my hands thinking about that. <laughs> so, that, I mean, that's <laughs> <You know? laughs> that is a that is a positive thing. Um, I don't know if it was just because of his relationship with Driveline and Kyle Body Bodie, but obviously he. I mean, he knows what he's doing. I mean, he made it to the big leagues as a pitcher. It's not like he's he's an idiot or anything. So hopefully whoever the Reds replace him with is someone that can have the same kind of connection that he obviously had with the players 
and that there's no kind of step backs or anything when it comes to pitching because the pitching, especially the starting pitching, was really good this past season. Yeah, speaking of the Rays, who's their uh, pitching development coordinator or whatever? What, what, what do y'all want for him? <laughs> yeah, throw him in with Snell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't suck. <laughs> well, since half our people have dropped off here, why don't we uh, get to some listener questions? Okay. Um, about a week ago, when we were first starting to think about recording and schedules weren't lining up, but uh, I sent out the uh, signal for everyone to send questions and using the hashtag, and I used a really long hashtag. <laughs> Let me find it. Wow, great radio. Our devour, bower, power, our flower, flower. <laughs> The subtitle for that was hilarious. <laughs> That's what I'm laughing at. So, uh, Wick from Red Reporter asked the first question. He says, hashtag our devour, bower, power, our flower, flower. Should the Reds hire Bill Cower or scour elsewhere for light tower power? Huh. Light tower power. Reese Hines apparently has some light tower power, according to... Uh, the reports out of the was it the yeah. fall league or instructional league? It, it, yeah, the instructional league. Mm. I think they're what they're calling it. Yeah, he apparently is impressing big time down there, and he had the reputation of being a monster power hitter. Just had a lot of swing and miss, but hasn't hasn't Doug like pretty much hyped him as like sometimes he gets a hold of the ball and oh my gosh, it just doesn't land. Yeah, quite a bit. I think yeah, he. Uh, if he develops, and this might be a little crazy, he he he's playing third base now, but I could see him as Joey Votto's replacement at first, because Votto yeah. has what two more years on his contract, if I'm not mistaken, two or three. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's better than three right, right now. now. And I mean that would be <laughs> about the time that Hines would probably be ready in about two years. I don't know. I'm just saying. I would I would maybe give him a first base glove just for the uh, versatility, if anything. See if he can handle. I mean, if he's already playing one corner, I'm not saying they're, you know, they're not mutually exclusive, but they're they're similar in terms of the ball gets on you quick, and the only difference with first is you've got to the positioning is really key at first so that you can get to the bag and all that. Makes more sense than moving Bruce to first. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we lived through that. Oh, I remember Adam Dunn playing first, and that was whew. oh, that's fun times too, right Ooh. there. <laughs> Love me some Adam Dunn, but him at first base was just not it. <laughs> he played first Dunn base was like better than Bruce. Bruce wasn't the best either. Um, no, he was not. <laughs> you know who was good as a stand-in first baseman was Pena. Oh yeah, you know he actually had some pretty sweet plays over there. Yeah, he was. Like, wow. he, could, he could scoop it too. You know, yeah, like he, being a catcher, was, you expect he that. Was so like, yeah. He was stretching too. He made some good stretches out there. Yeah, I remember that. he was a good guy. I liked him. Yeah, he was a good guy, and he he had a little bit of pop too. People didn't mm-hmm. really give him as much credit as they probably should have, but he uh, he could really when he got a hold of one, he could he could mash. 
He's liable to be a manager someday. I, think, I guess he's moving up pretty hard in the Detroit system now. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, next question comes from Ashley, who is married to somebody we know. Um, she knows who. <laughs> she asks, hashtag, our devour, bower, power, our flower, flower. Is Squirt P. Oh, man, we lost our guy that, that goes into that in depth. Yeah, I know. This is not the time for Ryan to have dropped. But uh, I don't really have an opinion on this. Your mind is very. Squirt is a salt treat that is not drank by many people nowadays. (laughs) I hope Brian. Or or soda. I'm sorry. I hope Brian didn't have a heart attack and crash because he was driving. But uh, yeah, he's going. Hey, Ryan, I hope he just didn't have a heart attack. Yeah, I know. Ho- hopefully, <laughs> because this is this this question was right up his alley. And anyway, yeah, I don't have an answer for that. I'm sorry, Ashley. I got nothing for you, Ashley. I I think it's P. I maybe have never pleasured a woman to that point, and I'm okay hey, with it. Yes, <laughs> so, Ashley. Ashley, if you listen, tell us if you pleasured a woman where I'm at. to that point. I mean, I know who you're married to, and he probably has a pleasure to that point. So, hey. <laughs> Definitely not. Shout out to Farn. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'd rather not have the pressure to find or, out. Or shout out to Ram. <laughs> shout out to Ram. I don't Graham. <laughs> shout out to Ram. Shout out to the under six feet people. <laughs> you had to have. I, I caught just a little yeah. bit of that. But anyway. Uh, Kyle Cap- Kyle, yeah, Kyle Kapler has the next question. Hashtag our devour bower power our flower flower. Should we just trade Sunny now or what? No, 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 no. And here's why. You've still got two years of control at dirt cheap prices for as good as he is. I think it's like, what ten million a year. You might not be. Yeah able to re-sign him, but if that's the case, you wait another year next offseason to start thinking I mean, about that. With him and Castillo, we could possibly... I mean, there's a very solid possibility that they're going to be in the top five of Cy Young next year. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean it's, you know you don't trade that. <laughs> God, no. But I think, what, I think what Kyle's probably getting at is do we just give up and start over on a new rebuild? And that's when you start thinking about trading him. And I know we've had conversations before about, okay, do you trade Suarez? Because, yeah, you can reload your system with guys like that. But the Reds aren't there. And right now the Reds look like the best team in the Central because the Cubs are flailing over there right now. Cubs are talking about trading Chris Bryant already. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got, they're going to unload tremendously. I, I, I've seen some rumors of Swarber, too. I, I have to say I have to make it because you can't trade you can't trade Sonny right now. Um, wow. After after the year they had, or they looked good at some points, and some points they just looked flat. It's it, this is not a normal baseball season, and there won't be an asterisk. But it, this was not a normal baseball season, and you didn't get to see the whole Reds out on that baseball field. Um, and I haven't been able to say this on this podcast at all. It's, you got to give some of these players another year. 
on this team. And Sonny Gray, you cannot trade him. You can't start over right now. If you start over right now, you might as well just sell the house. You might as well sell your you might as well trade your top ten. You might as yeah. well trade, you know, you might as well do it all instead of picking away at it. Um yeah. you know, the window is still I still feel the air coming in and the window's still open. It's just we gotta the Reds got to do something right in this offseason again. The window's definitely still open. I mean, I'm still haunted by it being a shortened season and that Babbitt being so low. They're so much lower than every other team. It's Those things over 162 would have to correct themselves a little bit more mathematically. It just, it just doesn't make sense. You know, I think this team was better than what we saw because of that Babbitt, which it is. Hey, I mean, you it was like – what two twenty or something? Yeah, the first forty right. games it was just stupid. Well, you start to see him get better and better at the end of the year. You know, they obviously yeah. had a hiccup. You know, and in, in the playoffs, of course. But at the end of the year, they're rolling, and then they're rolling some team, some good teams too. So, and it wasn't like those guys, those teams, sat people either. You couldn't at that point. No, yeah, there was there was no sitting people last year with the condensed schedule and so many teams in it up until the end. That I think you're right that it, it wasn't a fluke what was happening. It was just under a shorter timetable. Yeah, I went back and watched Game One of Atlanta series. Um, you know the ever never ending game. Yeah. Um, you know, we we always think of that as first and third with no outs in the first, and we didn't score, and that hurts. I mean, that's kicking the balls. But there was like five or six yeah, other plays there was a in there bunch where they could have where six, if the ball would have been six inches right or left or six inches higher or lower on a ball in play in that game, then the Reds score and it doesn't go to extras. I mean, there was it, it was so close so many times it just didn't happen. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating, but we're never going to forget first and third with nobody out. Yeah, you know. Hey, Ryan's back. Why don't you answer this question? Since uh, we were we got a question about should the Reds trade Sonny Gray now with oh what you would get back with two years of control, dirt cheap. I I think we're still a year out from even thinking about that. Hey, Um, that's what I said. (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean, it looks like I came back at the right time because I come back on and we're talking about a rebuild. Um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, we've discussed this before. I mean, they're they're about a year out from having to make some tough decisions. Um, and the good news about that is, whereas the first time around, they completely emptied the farm system um, for um, one asshole pitcher. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> is his name rhyme with cat? Yes, his name rhymes with cat. <laughs> okay. um, and you know, it's a little bit different this time around. Um, you know, I will say this: if things if things go if things don't go well this season, I think at the deadline this year is the perfect time to make those decisions. Um, the reason why I say that is because. Um, how old is how old is Suarez? Twenty eight, coming up on twenty nine. He's twenty nine. Hold on, I'll check. So he's twenty. Okay, he's yeah, twenty nine, and he's coming. And and he, we got him through twenty twenty five season. Okay, so yeah. here's here's my thing. If if we're sitting at the deadline this year and they're hovering around five hundred, and 
you know, it's, you know, 29. In my, in my opinion, the deadline this year, if they're not, if they're not in the top two, well, we don't really know what the log card is going to look like either, but if they're not within striking distance to where they feel like they can go and make a couple of moves, um, then I think you need to look into trading guys like Suarez, um, Moustakis, see if you can get anything for Castellanos, um, maybe trade him to a contender and they can talk him into, you know, picking up that option. Um, you know, possibly even Sinzel because Sinzel's 26, 25, but that'd be 26. Um, you know, the good news is um, I feel a lot better about the farm system right now than what I ever did during the last window. Do you, is it a true panic if all of a sudden Castillo is on the block? Uh, I no. I think I think quite honestly, if they if they don't think they can extend them, I think they need to trade them. That's the next. That's the key. If they if they yeah. have conversations with him and they think they can't sign him, then you go ahead and deal him. Then you deal him. Um, and the re- and the reason why it's because what have you what have you been preaching for the past you know year? Pitching development, player development. This is what you do. You turn and burn. This is what this is. This is how things are done now. You you extend you extend your young guys, and if you don't, then you trade them or you get a comp pick for them. Um, now I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying you do what the Red Sox did with Mookie Betts uh, and trade that was just to dumb. a contender for no. That was just stupid. They just didn't want to pay out that contract. They could have easily paid out that contract, but they they didn't want to do it. Um, but I you know I'll say. In my opinion, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, there's select pieces on this team that you can trade at the deadline and even next off season. Come right back around, and you have prospects to fill those spots. If not, then you got you have enough prospects to go out and trade for other guys, or you have money freed up to go and sign other guys. Um, you know, I've said all along, it's it lines up perfectly the way it is for Lodolo and Green to step up into rotation. Rotation roles. Now, is it a guarantee they're going to be great? No. However, personally, I like their ups. I like their upside better than than Mally. I like their upside better than you know Santion. Obviously, you know uh, Miley is a waste of a of a contract from last year. Um, at least he has been so far. But best we can hope for Miley is he pitches his butt off next year, and we do trade him. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and that, I mean, and that's you know, and that's really the thing. I mean, they and they don't need him. And, ho- yeah. and hopefully, about that time, they're going okay. We can bring Lodolo up. Right. Right. I mean, you if, you, if and they've got guys in the upper minors of the yeah. system that can step into these roles is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. And it's pretty obvious that I don't think Bob wants to pay out contracts. It's not what he wants to do. They, you know, the signings of Mustakis, Cass, uh, Castellanos, and bringing in Bauer, those were band aids. That's what they were. It was to fill the gaps until these young guys were ready to play. And, you know, unfortunately, with guys like India, it hasn't quite clicked yet. Although I've heard some, I've heard promising things um, that he's, he looked better at Prasco Park. He also dealt with a lot of injuries. Um, he's not Wait, Jared Cl- There was he's a not thing Jared come out today, Ryan. It's whatever. <laughs> Ryan, did you see that thing come out on him today? I didn't. I didn't. No, I yeah, missed it. They- 
uh, Reds fan Brandon posted it out. I don't know what article it was from, but it was talking about they had to basically rebuild India's, I guess, swing and and the way he was approaching, and he bought in completely to it, and it's really starting to show. Um, yeah, oh, and I okay, read good, that, and I, and I hope that's true because I'm very eh on India, just because he did so horribly in Double A after coming out of college. And I also think that the Reds picked picked him a little higher than he should have went in the draft, but that's beside the point. I think that was a signability kind of thing. Like yeah, they knew he would sign. So. I mean, I hope I hope whatever happens that he turns it around. He just has had a lackluster, lackluster start to be sure to his minor league career. Wherever he's going to play, since we still don't know all the affiliates, that's another thing that we can talk about when that comes out. With the contraction of affiliates we still don't know i mean we know louisville's going to be triple a and we can i mean we st- we can assume chattanooga is going to be double a but they were on the chopping block so we don't know and we'll find out probably so is, Day- so is daytona so is daytona chopping block too so and see what i think they're wanting to move dayton into a triple a so yeah I, I told you guys I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that Nashville gets uh, reclassed to Double A and the Reds take the Nashville team. I would love it. So well, that'd be nice. <laughs> they were. I mean, yeah. for the Reds did have the Sounds as a Triple A team for a couple years back, yeah. like in the early '90s, I believe. Early '90s, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so Winker's another guy. Winker's another guy. They they've got to figure out a contract for him. I think he would love. I think he would love to stay with Cincinnati. I think he loves it here. I say here. I think he loves it in Cincinnati. I'm not even in Cincinnati, but I think he loves it there. And he seems like somebody who would be open to signing. A, you know, he's going into R1, I believe, this year. Um, yeah. I mean, if you can get, if you can get, if you can buy a couple of years of his free agency, I mean, that was your best hitter this past yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, he carried your team for a good portion of the year. I was just about to say, I think Winker could be a 300 batter with 30 home runs. Yeah. And, and I mean, I never would have thought that when he was a prospect. No, nah, never. I never. never thought he had um, the power. 300, I, thought, I could 300, I could see the 30. Oh, no yeah. way. I didn't, I didn't think he would have 30 home run power. I mean, I thought he'd hit 20, 25. Yeah. Um, but I, well, I thought, I thought Suarez would be like 20, 25 once upon a time too. Well, and I, I hate to say it. He honestly, he might be 30. 30 to 35 might be what he actually is. He just went nuts at the end of uh, 2019. Yeah. As far when he's on it, when he's on, he's on. It's, it's fine. Yeah. I ain't worried about him. I'm not worried about him. I think 2020 was more of an aberration with his low yeah. on base percentage. Yeah. I think 2020 was just a, a weird year period. I, I definitely, I still think, in my opinion, I'm looking at the, this, I look at the central. I think the Reds are still the most talented team. Well, they are. I think betting odds in Vegas has one in the central right now. They do. They do. And yeah. um, I, I, I think, I think, you know, we all sit here and we get pissed because we, you know, we, I mean, they're not. Okay, I'm gonna say this once for all. They're not trading for Lindor. They're not doing it. Fuck you. They're not gonna do it. It's not gonna happen. I know. They're I not, know. They're not gonna trade. It's Lindor. wishful. It's, it's wishful thinking. Also, they're not re-signing Trevor Bauer. Oh, it's I not know. Happening. They're not no, re-signing God. Trevor Bauer either. You know, that ship has sailed. Well, However, they still have a really good rotation. They've got a they've got a good lineup whenever things aren't fucky, that's pretty decent. Another thing you love to see is Joey Votto, after his benching, was was great. He was great. I mean if he can do that again for a full season, I mean, all bets are off. Out of your number two hitter, that's great. Um 
you know, Castellanos had a down year. I mean, I think it was one of the worst years he's had of his career. You know, and he was hot. He was hot a few times, but like he didn't look like what we know Nick Castellanos to be. Yeah. You know, Moose dealt with COVID. Sinzel dealt with COVID. You know, Suarez looked nothing like what we know Suarez to be. So, I mean, Suarez had a and, and we got, we all, we have to remember that these people didn't have this work. Yeah, Suarez yeah. had that shoulder injury too. That that might have been yeah. worse than they they let on, perhaps. Well, and it's proven that shoulder injuries fuck with a hitter. Period. Like it just it. Shout out to Scott Rowland. Yeah. yeah, shout. And I and I think what Polly just said is the pandemic season, and what we got to take into mind is in their pandemic season. You know, especially somebody like Suarez that obviously cherishes his family. He didn't have his support network at home around him. And yeah. you need to have that. I mean, you're competing yeah. at this kind of level. You've got to have that. I mean, hell, just doing my job, I need the support network of my family, you know? I mean, that's yeah. something that doesn't get talked about at all, is these yeah. guys don't have families at all. And for some guys, and I know they're, this is their job. They're professionals. They get paid a lot of money to do this. But, I mean, I'm, they're still human, you know? Um, I don't know. I, we talk shit, and maybe it's just Wu getting to me. But, like, <laughs> I'm not going to try to be pessimistic about the Reds, Nick Crawl or Bob Castellini anymore. I, they're a good team. Um, they've got a, a, a really solid, I'd say, top 15-ish, top 12 farm system. They've got guys that are ready to graduate that get their feet wet at AAA. You can bring them up, and they're lights. You know, they could be lights out guys. Um, and if not, then you go and you trade You trade for somebody. Um, I'd be much more bullish on the Reds if they'd fork over the hats that I've been asking for. <laughs> Now, before uh, before we move on, Ryan, there was a question that you missed that we wanted to get your answer on. Is Squirt P? Yeah. Uh, oh, without a doubt, yes. Thank you. Without a doubt. Polly, Polly, it's time to uh, discuss your butt. All right. What do you guys <laughs> want to know? It's the only reason I actually got on this call tonight. <laughs> oh, but. <laughs> I was worried about the butt. It's time for the butt How much money is a butt ton? <laughs> oh, oh, Hank Hill have an ass over here. Ten thousand. I do have a Hank Hill ass. That's funny. Um, I have my butt. Um, had a colonoscopy today. It was interesting. Was it as good for you as it was for the doctor? I don't know, but I did sign on the waiver. I did allow a student to come in, and the girl that came in, she was she was hot, and I was like, "Wait, are you just?" Oh, oh, and she was like, "Yeah, like so bad." Oh, I was like, I'm really sorry. She was like, you know, like did the t- the head tilt and smile. Like she had a mask on, but she, I knew she was like smiling. She, that's very uh, nice. And I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and listeners, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm five six and I'm two hundred and forty five pounds. I'm a big guy. <laughs> you know, like I was like, oh man, oh, she, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Should have looked at her like, "Are you sure you really want to do this job?" Uh, oh. I put uh, the doctor. His um, he was like, I had him. This is my second colonoscopy, but uh, he his uh, I don't want to say his name, but uh, Doctor S was like, last year he was singing and he was like lollygagging around. <laughs> Same thing this year. Like, I, it was funny. Like, um, he was like, he was like, we're singing, "We are the world." We are. 
he, he this guy reminds me of Roger Sterling, but not not the womanizer. <laughs> <laughs> like, if, if you like take out the womanizer, this is that this, Roger Sterling does colonoscopies in Northern Kentucky. It's and, um, but I don't know. Same energy. I don't know. I don't know what they stick. I know they stick up a camera up there, but like I um I had a I had polyps removed last year, and I had a polyp removed today. Polyps are what forms cancer, or they could be cancerous. If for those folks who don't know what what a polyp is, but it's easy to remove them. It's like I I and but it's I don't know what exactly they stick up there. I don't know how big it is. Like my butt feels fine. Uh, I don't think you want to know how big it is. Probably probably but a decent it, amount of lube. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't think Oh yeah, that. your shit's going to be just squirting right on out for a couple of days. Yeah, oh, it, oh yeah. I already did tonight. I learned I was like, Ooh. <laughs> This is the content Fred's fans tune drink, in for. You have to drink. <laughs> you have to drink like what? 60 over 140 ounces of Gatorade. Plus Miralax, you have to put you have to drink Miralax with a cup of Gatorade every fifteen minutes for like eight times. So eight glasses, you got to drink this for two hours. Hey, Polly, how many pounds did you have in you? <laughs> Three and a half pounds, man. Like I like I weighed myself before. Oh my god! And then like after, like like this morning, like right before I went, like it, I lost I lost three and a half pounds. There's three and a half pounds of poop in me, and I poop like once or twice a day, you know, like an average person. Crazy stuff, man. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry about my internet tonight. I don't know what the deal is. It's the cold weather. It's like the third or fourth time it's dropped on me. But anyway, yeah, switch from uh, Spectrum to. Since I bet, and he said it's been hell. So, don't switch it, internet. It's the five G tower spreading COVID. Oh, that's cool. No. <laughs> Good thing I got a five G phone now. <laughs> well, you're done. <laughs> he, the doctor put COVID right in your rectum. <laughs> anyway, I guess that'll about wrap up this edition of the podcast. We'll go around the room here, and again, uh, Jeremy's connection dropped, so. Uh, I don't know what his final thoughts would be, but uh, let's start with Branch. What's your final thoughts? Um, I don't have a whole lot when it comes to baseball because I, I honestly don't think we're going to see a whole lot of movement in the hot stove this year. I think that it, it's going to – spring training's going to be crazy because it looks like as the vaccines come out, and, of course, you know, MLB will get them pretty quick, I'm sure. Um, the uh, – that the GMs will have a lot better – foresight into the future of what the schedule looks like what money looks like and then we'll start seeing a lot of popping and swapping which might even be like mid-march and it's going to be a little that 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 time of the year might get crazy that's about the only thing i think might happen because other than that i think they're sitting there going i don't know what's going to happen and i don't it doesn't seem like the that the whole market's sorted itself out other than let's say there's going to be a million dollars spent in free agency this year Overall on contracts, I would bet that Trevor Bauer is going to take the majority of that. So, yeah. Um, when I say majority, I mean he might take two hundred million of it. You know, I think he. I think you're right. He's one of the few that is going to really cash in, just because of how odd this whole off season is. Uh, off of our odd season. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, that's, oh. that's all the thoughts I have. All right. Here's the thing, Polly. Give us your final thoughts. Here's the thing. Um, this podcast pumped me up about the Reds next year. I, I was being kind of being a Debbie, started to be a Debbie Downer about it again, um, just the team in general. But there's a, they have a bright future. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I do think they will make, they've proven to us after the last couple of years, few years, they will make moves in the offseason. Hopefully it's, it benefits them uh, to, to make us all happy. Uh, but most importantly, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Get your butts checked, get your balls checked, and uh, get your boobs checked too, I guess, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, happy Thanksgiving, Polly. Uh, Ryan, give us your final thoughts. Well, first off, Coop, I would like to thank you for having me on this shit show tonight. Literally. Uh, it's always good. Always good. <laughs> it's the shit show. That's ah! <laughs> it's, uh, it's always, always good to hear everyone's voices, uh, especially in 2020. Um, yeah, my final thoughts are everyone have a, a safe Thanksgiving. Um, wear a mask if you cannot socially distance. And uh, do not get COVID because it fucking sucks real hard. Yeah, don't. Um, yeah, I bet it does. Yep, and uh, you know, fuck Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll just I'll just leave that one there. Uh, for my final thoughts, <laughs> definitely want to give a shout out to Ram at Uncle Ram. Give a shout out to Kelly from the Cincy Sports Gallery for sponsoring the podcast. Go to the Cincy Sports Gallery for all of your Reds baseball memorabilia needs. Oh, hey, hey, real quick, real quick. Yeah. Shout out Chad Dotson. Shout um, out to Chad. Subscribe to his newsletter. It's really good. I love reading it. It's good stuff. Oh. Yeah, do that. And uh, I saw that the sports gallery had a original turnstile from Riverfront Stadium for sale. So you can. Yeah. Ooh. You can. That would be neat to have. But, yeah. I have four seats back. I have four, that, go. I gotta go. I gotta talk to Kelly. Yeah, you're gonna talk. You and <laughs> yeah. Kelly talk offline about that one because yeah, it was pretty neat. I saw that on Facebook the other day. Uh, and also, I want make sure you make sure you go in Sports Gallery. Just so you know, Sports Gallery is one of the few places in Cincinnati that when you go in, you do not have to wear a mask. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> Ryan's gonna also, get somebody killed. Also. Also, uh, ma'ams and sirs, go in, ask for Mark, and ask him to point you to the UK section. Thank you, and good night. Yes, thank you, Ryan. Uh, (laughs) Please wear a mask. (laughs) Anyway, um, I also want to give positive thoughts to Joe Burrow. Hope he recovers from his horrific knee injury. Fuck the Bengals for giving him paper mache offensive lineman. Uh, Knew it was going to happen, but it still sucks watching it happen um so yeah fuck you mike brown so for jer who dropped off and Polly and branch and ryan this is coop saying we'll talk to you later Cincinnati, Ohio.